0: N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash W-T-F. Lock the <laughs> All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, Minister Fuller's? There's an oldie. How's it going? I'm Mark Maron. This is my podcast, W-T-F. Uh... You all right? What's happening? I am... I, I'm all right. I'm recording this on a Sunday afternoon. It's a little... Actually, before noon, I just woke up not too long ago. I've been having a hard time sleeping. Have you guys... Like, I don't know, like, I, th- I may, have I talked about this before? I don't... I think it's an age thing. Uh, it's also an end-of-the-world thing, but I'm not... I'm not really having insomnia at night like I I can get to sleep but no matter what time I go to sleep I wake up at like six thirty, like on the dot within a minute sometimes six thirty. I can't track it I don't know what the hell that's about and I know some of you were saying like oh poor guy I get up for work at uh, five yeah I, I get it but like like if I go to bed at two or three because I'm sitting there and I've just done three sets of comedy at the comedy store and I come home I don't know what to do with myself I just spin around for three hours because I'm jacked up on. Uh, I don't even know if it's the buzz of the uh, of the stage, just back and forth. I don't know what it is. I mean, my my theory, and I and I and I believe I've I've speculated before, is that because people say that when you get older, this happens. That there are things that happen when you get older. You you get shorter. Things begin to ache. Apparently though i'm not having much of that things start breaking down you have to decide what it is you can accept or not accept like my big toes are fucked up i don't know what am i gonna do about it well yeah because i imagine if i go somewhere to the if i go to the big toe doctor that uh they want to cut my toes open and fuck with my joints and then i could uh, you know be uh you know quote unquote uh recovering for god knows how long because i i've got these weird bone spurs or bunions or whatever the fuck they are and and, uh, the truth is if I wear the right shoes, uh, they don't hurt that much. And if I wear the wrong shoes, they, they, they're fucking terrible. But, uh, you know, how much time do I got left? I'll, uh, I'm going to live with that one. But, uh, but the idea that you, you need less sleep as you get older is I think fundamentally some part of you knows that maybe you're running out of time and that, uh, you know, you're up, and it's sort of your body's way or the, or the God's way of saying, hey, you may not want to be up, but you know the time is limited, man. So uh, sit there and realize that or get up and do something, right? Lil Rel Howery is on the show. It's a, a, the, there's so many ways that name is hard for me to say because I have problems with my L's and uh, W's. Lil Rel Howery is here. He's a great comedian. He's got a movie coming out. Uh, it's called Uncle Drew. It's coming out this Friday, June 29th. Uh, I was happy to talk to him. So, thank you all for the support and for donating to the uh, uh, Texas Raisis, uh for the immigration uh, clusterfuck. Me and the uh, Glow Girls uh, did a little um, public service uh, PSA that we posted on Instagram. We, you know, we all sent little pieces, and Betty Gilpin put something together in support of. Uh, of uh, uh services that uh can help out and uh, and on we go do not surrender to the attempt at a collective stockholm syndroming of the country uh don't become a brainwashed dummy uh try to think critically try not to be overwhelmed by the uh, never ending chaotic shitstorm of uh, randomly fascistic, confusing bullshit. Some very scary stuff coming out. But, you know, try to, again, it's hard to separate. You know, how do you go on, you know, if you're of a, of a certain ilk, you know, how do you go on just living your life when things are seemingly coming unraveled? Well, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta enjoy some stuff. You gotta focus on things. And, you know, where you take that focus is, uh, is up to you, uh, hopefully on proactive stuff, but it's sort of funny. I get, you know, I get emails sometimes and I just wonder if, if it's like, is this a, is this, this guy's, uh way of being, or is it a, a, it is, is it a reaction? I just got this email, subject line, items on desk. Mark, let me start by saying thank you. I've listened to every episode, and the last time I emailed you was five plus years ago when I referenced my concern regarding my own WTF-related completionist autism, a term Patton Oswald had used on an episode. I also met you after a show in Houston when my dad kept telling you in a manner that was embarrassing but well-intentioned, my son is your number one fan. This induced a mild panic attack, causing me to get tongue-tied and mumble something something like that. I've listened to all the episodes. You were very kind at this time, signing my poster We Good. Anyway, my reason for writing is the result of a thought that occurred during the Holly Hunter episode when she became briefly fixated on all the different tchotchkes on your desk. I'd never really given it much thought before and can only remember a few specifics related to these items, like you having to get rid of some when Obama came and also Jennifer Lawrence playing with multiple items. To the point, I was thinking that it would be interesting to see a breakdown of which item was picked by which guests. With this data, the possibilities are endless. Are, are, Are there correlations based on things like race, gender? age or personality type i'm not asking you to undergo this project i did consider that brendan may be interested in devoting some time to this kind of venture at the very least you could send out the following tweet hey folks if you've ever been a guest in my garage i was wondering if you remember which of the items on my desk you tended to play with during the interview as a refresher here are the items you had to choose from hammer stress ball etc thank you once again for all the joy high quality content and everything else you've given me over the years jonathan jonathan dude uh uh, thanks for the email uh, it's not gonna happen and uh, i i would like to hear more about what you think uh, like you think that we can make columns and maybe do some sort of spreadsheet based on you know which of the four or five things on my desk and what it implies about race gender age you know you really took it out there you took this out there and i appreciate the input and And you're welcome to do it uh, just from the information you have uh, of people talking about it. i think that'd be a very small pool for the science of it but uh but uh good thank you for that. He's he's busy, uh, you know, Jonathan. I don't want to mock him. He is a fan and, and clearly he has a brain that does this, but uh wow. Right? So Lil Rel Howry is here and uh I love talking to him. I thought I'd met him before, but I but I had not. And it was great. We talked Chicago, we talked about comedy, and uh, his new movie, Uncle Drew, which is in theaters everywhere this Friday, June twenty-ninth, is coming out. And this is me talking to uh, Lil Rel Howery. Enjoy. Do you live out here now? How long yeah. you lived out here? Only three years. Oh, three? Yeah. From Chicago, you came? Yep. Well, well, I'm from Chicago, but I lived in New York for two
1: years, and then I came here uh, once Carmichael show happened.
0: Oh yeah. Was it a good experience doing the network thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm doing it again now. I'm, well, my show, I just did a pilot with Fox called Real. Oh, you did? Yeah, me and Gerard producing and writing it together. Oh, really? Wrote it together. Yeah, it's really good, but network is so... its Like,
0: I've done stuff from an acting standpoint yeah. for
1: the network, so to be a producer and have to deal with a yeah. lot of the little small stuff is right. a little annoying. Yeah. It is what it is.
0: So you did it for Fox. Yeah. What was the pitch? What's the angle? What's the uh, show? It's, it's, based, it's based on my life. Um, yeah.
1: it's just a version of it where i'm not a comedian mm-hmm. instead of comedian, i made myself a nurse
0: you made oh really um i but, haven't seen that one I've, <laughs> i mean i haven't seen a male nurse trip. no me neither. that's what made me that's
1: what made me want to do it <laughs> yeah uh but it's i mean if anybody's ever seen my specials or heard any of my stand-up it's just it's basically my life i mean it's me right after my my ex-wife left with the kids and me trying to figure out, you know, trying to figure this long distance dad thing out. And, oh yeah, uh, you know, it's it's really it's literally based on what happened to me for real. The difference is, I was a comedian, <laughs> actor, <instead of> a, <laughs> yeah. a
0: male nurse, you're, and, and you were making a yeah, and you were making it um, the narrative of your stuff.
1: Yeah, it's you, been, it's really, I get to play more than one character, which was fun. Oh, really? Live studio audience. How do you get to play more than one character? Uh, I mean, it's the way I wrote it. So it's I a, just, it's a twist. Yeah, it was not a twist. It's just some, I like shows like Martin. I like, you know, I'm a big fan of Eddie Murphy. So yeah. I used to do that type of stuff. I play a pastor also, but but you don't, you won't know. Most of the people didn't know it when we tested it to yeah. people. They didn't know it was me. It was really good. You, you had,
0: had the makeup gone? Prosthetics gone? And stuff. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Full on prosthetics? Yeah. What? Like, like what?
1: I did like the cheeks. The chin i made everything grayer I had a ball i did everything i look i look totally different i just look like an aged pastor it's very fun. it's so funny <laughs> but it was fun
0: um yeah there's gonna be more characters i would introduce enough to knock on wood if the show's picked up you like doing that stuff yeah it's fun yeah i i never like i never did a lot of characters but i i mean there's a certain style to that i mean like like eddie will do like a dozen yeah. sometimes and that you just like that when you were a kid you yeah. like i, <laughs> you I, I thought that was that? comedy I, 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 I like, oh, this is
1: stand-up. This is cool. So that's why I love but it. Just, the but colors it's different stuff.
0: putting this the, the whole get-up on.
1: Yeah, well, that's why, like, we like so the Lucas Brothers, I know you talked to them before. I love those guys, We yeah. did a show called Friends of the People on True TV. which oh, is like a sketch, sketch show? Here. Yeah, yeah. And that was fun where well, I got a chance to play a bunch of characters right. on that show. Right, and you just liked it. I, I've always wanted to do it. That was always the plan is to
0: eventually do that. Do you do characters in the stand-up? Yeah, so um, if you, I mean, anybody ever seen my special, like, the one that uh, Kevin produced. Yeah. Every story
1: I tell, I'm acting out everybody. Right. So I'm acting out my dad. I'm acting out my mom. I'm acting out. Oh, about so people. it's just but it was right there. It's
0: just what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I mean that's a real skill, because you can really tell stories like that.
1: Yeah, I you mean get, Eddie Murphy is who, because you hear people say who they influences right. are, and they're like Eddie Murphy my influencer, And then you watch they stand up like where? Uh, but with <laughs> <Yeah>. me, <it's, laughs> he really influenced me like just those story Like Richard did the same thing also just telling
0: stories and acting the stories out yeah like i heard it i've heard it called peopling the stage mm. i did, which i always liked that you create a cast of characters yeah and you just move through it and you can do whatever you like as long as those characters are defined you can be as funny as you want to be in that character it's a cheat code too it's like a lot of times I, yeah i have a bunch of new
1: material but yeah. all i'm doing is putting the characters in different situations so i've where people end up liking these
0: characters, I yeah. put them in different scenarios. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just yeah. move them around. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> well, you were so good in that movie, man, that Get Out movie. I appreciate that. Well, you, you, like, uh, you, you were the punchline of the whole thing. You were the tag. I was the tag, man.
1: <laughs> I was the voice of the people. You guys did a couple endings? Yeah, we did. Uh, the original ending is way darker <laughs> than me. No relief. No relief. It was just sad. Like, yeah, I remember the first cut I saw of the movie was with the original ending, and I couldn't sleep. So the original ending, no one is saved. Nah, he goes to jail. And I go to the jail to try to like get information out of him oh my to help God. him out. But he was just like, he just owned it. Like, yo, come on, bro, you know they're not going to let me out of here
0: oh man yeah it was yeah it's very very dark (laughs) yeah and and what made them what do you think made them change it was there a discussion jordan changed it i think based on what we already see every day yeah it's like yeah we already
1: see this every but that was the way he wrote it that's the way he wrote it but Uh. he also needed we needed he felt like we needed a hero yeah and i thought it was brilliant to come up with a hero that was just a friend i didn't do any i didn't kill nobody I just picked him up
0: yeah <laughs> oh, I it was perfect <laughs> but your character was always in there
1: yeah all the way through I thought that was the brilliant thing about what he wrote is I don't know how many times we've seen from the beginning of the movie yeah my character's hey man I don't think you should be doing it yeah. from the beginning <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> from the jump so it's I thought that Jordan's really smart man yeah I, I'm very grateful to be a part of that
0: amazing cool movie. Yeah, I was sort of surprised by it because I'm not, you know, I don't go see horror movies. Mm-hmm. It's not my trip. I mean, I've seen them before in my life, but uh but like the, you know, everybody was talking about that movie and it was really, you know, I I just I thought you were hilarious and thank god there was that comic relief at the end. It would have been a nightmare. No, it would have been a whole different experience that movie. It would have been movie. a
1: different experience.
0: Well, yeah. that's interesting because I wonder if Jordan was thinking like uh, like yeah, that that was satisfying, like, uh, he was being real, and and that was the way he saw it, with that kind of weird, heavy-hearted, horrible... <laughs> that's yeah. that that's a real horror movie at the end there. Yeah. If he let him just sit in jail. But then, uh, what, a, what a great turn of events Man, for everybody it, involved. I mean...
1: When I think about, it, even as us talking about it now, like we because we reshot the ending like a month before the movie came
0: out. It was it held for that long. Yeah. So he went out and tested that thing.
1: Yeah. With that old people, ending, people were just angrier. Like <laughs> if they they loved the movie, but they was leaving angrier. And it's, it's it would have been a whole different shift if we'd have kept that like that.
0: Oh man, when you saw those lights come on you know, coming down the road, <laughs> you were
1: just picking them up.
0: That must have been how long did it take you to shoot that thing? The the, la- the movie? Yeah.
1: Only, uh, Jordan said this now for me I only shot I shot everything in a week yeah um, right a week and one day I did I did the movie on my hiatus week of Carmichael show oh okay all movies work like that I could just have a week sure and yeah you, and you, just you, shoot everything yeah shoot it all out uh, but it only took him 28 days
0: wow yeah are you gonna work with him again I hope some. so
1: We. I mean the crazy now we all so busy yeah uh, I'm hoping to work with him again but like I mean, he told me once uh, Once he saw the first cut of Get Out, he gave me a call and was like, all right, get ready, brother, because you're about to go on a ride. Yeah. I'm like, all
0: right. Really? Yeah, right after that, the movie <laughs> offers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, it happened right, literally the day after that movie came out. That's when people just started offering me stuff. I didn't really audition anymore. Oh,
0: really? For like
1: what? Like Uncle Drew that comes out. Is yeah, what is 49? that movie
0: about? They didn't send me a screener. I didn't get to watch it.
1: Uh, it's with me and Kyrie Irving and Shaq and all those guys. Kyrie had those commercials he did with Pepsi where he yeah, played yeah. the old guy that played ball real well. Right, right. So the movie's based on my character who who puts together this team. I lose my star player, my team, to my rival, this rival dude I've been yeah. rivaling with, for which is Nick Crow, uh-huh. for, uh, for a while. and uh, So I spent all my money. I lost my team, but I still need a team. So... One of the guys at the barbershop, which is JB Smooth, yeah, suggested I go find Uncle Drew. And yeah, I end up like seeing him by chance at a playground, and he has all these fr- older friends. Yeah. That, that he uh, helps. We help recruit to bring us all together to <laughs> play in this tournament. Oh,
0: so it's a heartwarming thing. It's heartwarming and funny. Yeah, yeah, and you were the lead. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Who directed it? Uh, Charles Stone. Uh-huh. Who uh, did Paid in Full. He
1: did... Uh, well, that's my favorite movie. He, he's a WhatsApp guy. He didn't want to create a Oh, he
0: did? <laughs> 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 that's crazy, though. So, Chicago, I love... I've been going to the city more, you know, like I've grown to love Chicago, just because it's a real place. It's its own trip. But, like, what generation of cats did you come out with? Did you, like, are you... You're younger than Hannibal and those guys, right? No, I'm older than Hannibal. So, you're- Hannibal... I met Hannibal when he was in college. He opened for me when he was in So college. you were like a, a Chicago mainstay. I'm in between the old and the new. It's a very weird line yeah, with me. Like me, but you're younger than me. I'm 38. Oh, you're much younger than me. So it's like. Who's the old? Who are we talking? Like the veterans for me was like Deion Cole. Oh, okay. Um, yeah.
1: Guys like that. D-Ray Davis, Corey Hokum. D-Ray uh, Davis. All those guys. And then like
0: so Dion was an older guy
1: yeah Dion was a part of the, like I was opening for him really mm-hmm. when did you start like where where were you where were you growing up uh west side of Chicago uh as well I'm from uh which is like near the United Center and, and yeah uh, and all that good stuff. I used to ride my bikes my friends used to ride our bikes to Chicago stadium just to watch Mike drive off. <laughs> he almost kill us because he just pull off this car. He just drive so fast out. But when you were a kid,
0: yeah, we just used to watch like the players leave the stadium. Oh yeah, that was fun in uh, like uh, in fancy cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, was it a, a difficult neighborhood? Was it like what was it? What was yeah, the situation? I, mean, I grew up. Uh, I guess it's almost cliche to say it, but I
1: mean, I grew up in a hood pretty much. That's how, but I grew up with both my parents in that situation. Like my dad and mom were like. Very hands-on in our community. So oh, my yeah. dad used to fix everybody's bikes. My dad like coached the baseball teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, my mom volunteered all the time. If, I remember mean, it was a time I was embarrassed that they were so involved. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ, why like, I can't be like everybody else not coming all the time? Uh, but they were very involved. What were their What were their jobs? Uh, so my dad was a, well, both of them were CNAs actually, which is
0: certified nurses' assistant. Oh, so you grew up with the, the nurse thing.
1: But my, my but my mom worked at my Grammar school too. At one point, like yeah. she like the first time they ever let kids in the school. That like these two little boys was like they had I think they had HIV, hmm. and she, she took they paid her well. She took the job, but like it, when I think about, I've been thinking about like a lot of weird stuff lately. Like oh, that did happen where like you know early on I learned like to not judge people because of that it's yeah. like it's such a weird kid lesson to have so early because people were so scared that's when it was kind of fresh and nobody knew like you can't be around or do near that room or and,
0: and your mom's job was to what just to take care of them these she two was, HIV was, kids yeah she was a teacher's assistant so okay. she used to like take them
1: home and, and make sure no one feed, bullied them bothered them yeah because they were really they were not just besides the disease they were you know Handicap also, so oh wow, she took she took care of him and, and that she defended kinda... him, but it changed the way I saw everything. Like I just see everything differently. I think just just doing your research and understanding stuff
0: because of your mother's actions also, and and not yeah. to be afraid.
1: Yeah, and I, I used to catch it sometimes because of that. Like people be like, hey man, oh your mom would like, come on, fam. like <laughs> I like. I've learned to outsmart bullies that way. Like, yo, you are an idiot. Why don't you do your research? You know what I mean? Like, right. these a the kid, yeah. like I was a kid that was like that wasn't afraid of like, yeah. I don't know. I just, I got some weird confidence because of all of that when she did that. But that's what she taught us though, and I I, I always appreciate her for even taking that job. And she had that job until they both they both ended up passing really young. Oh, really? And that's when they stopped the program or whatever.
0: Oh, so oh, really? Yeah. Well, so she was like a pioneer, and no one wanted to do the gig. And yeah. Everything. That's sad, but I guess that's really what 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 having that engagement with the community is about is to instill confidence and fearlessness and and not judge people. That's what made me love the arts
1: so much. That's why, like, when I, it go, almost goes back to why I like to do characters in my, my yeah. story. Like, I love people so much, and that was, I thought that was the first. To to love those two kids, it was like almost like brothers to me. You know what I'm saying? So you knew them really well. Yeah, we we, we like their family became our family. Me and my brother. Like it was very interesting. I, th- I thought about this the other day. It's like you almost forget about little sections of your life. And, and
0: what 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 else was wrong with them other than the HIV? Uh, I forget. It was a muscle disease too? I can't. Oh, both it. of them? Yeah, both of them
1: had it. Yeah. Uh. and one had it worse than the other one. You know what I mean? Like Clarence had it really. Clarence was the first one to pass he was he's he always in a wheelchair Ugh. and then Timothy you know he had it and got sick
0: it was very how old were you like eight or nine and they and they just became almost like part members of your family yep and their parents too yep they became my mom was doing stuff on the week
1: like she didn't have to do certain stuff
0: yeah yeah wow and then, and uh so you had to deal with all that with the with the death and the disease but it was like
1: it just made me respect my mom she just liked taking care of people yeah, yeah. I thought that was dope like you know, she actually really cared about like people And it I, it makes me that's why I, care, I love people sure and what you have brothers and sisters yeah I got two bro- well had two brothers <laughs> I feel like I got a sad story but my middle brother passed away from cancer in 2013 oh sorry man. so yeah, yeah so you got one brother one brother left my little my youngest brother who's probably been my muse oh he yeah he still is actually I, like I just call him and we just randomly talk about Could we talk sports all the time yeah it's, it's like literally our phone calls sound like we have a podcast <laughs> <laughs> just
0: diving into the the games you know what I mean you gotta have somebody you gel with to, the, uh, cause that's where the new ideas come from he's been like that since since like the first time I ever went
1: on stage and, yeah. I, I'm, and I remember I got booed at this spot it's you Godly, did yes Godly. Oh. and we listened to the tape he was the person I listened to the tape with he yeah. was like so you gonna do this again like, I guess so
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> was he in the room too or no? No, I just because I had a tape, so I taped the yeah, yeah, I yeah. taped the show. Sure, and I brought it home and let him listen to it. I mean, he was just like, <laughs> it It's so, brutal, it's brutal. Oh man, you want to try this again next week? Like, yeah. how,
0: how old's that guy?
1: Uh, my brother's 30, what is he 34 now. What's 34 a, What's his business? So, which is so funny in the show rail the new show the new show uh my it's based on my brother when he first got out of jail yeah my brother went to jail for a year, and uh and I want to tell that story because, you know, first people are like, oh, that's cliche to make the black dude come out of jail. For so, something.
0: But the weird thing is people say that stuff. And a lot of times it's like it happened. It happened. That, yeah. that, yes.
1: That's what I'm like. It
0: actually this is actually what happened. The weird, I, I was thinking about that the other day where it's sort of like just because a public person or a creative person or a comedian, you know, tells a story that that seems like it's a stereotype. It's not their responsibility to change their life <laughs> story to accommodate you know like people Man. being it's not political correct it's just sort of like you know the, the reason why some things everyone knows about is because they fucking happen you preaching to the damn quiet <laughs> i swear to
1: you that's i, I thought it was because you know they had a test group and i watched the test group watch the show yeah the like, one things we don't like the stereotype i'm like no but it fucking happened to them yeah this is what happened i'm not like yeah. Coming up with this like, Just
0: like getting, no, this is what happened. Right. If you get rid of stereotypes, it doesn't solve the problem. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, so let's let's find a more interesting story that that is unique <laughs> and weird, but completely <laughs> contrived and has no bearing on reality. <laughs> so that happened to him, and I watched. Why would he go to jail?
1: Man, being around the wrong cats at the wrong time. Right. And in Chicago, they tend to lock everybody up, it, even if one person is the drug dealer. But yeah. he got in that car. Oh,
0: that's what happened. To
1: yeah. Yeah, and uh, he went to jail for a year. Uh, but I mean, this is why I wanted to tell this story on the show, and this yeah. is what I was trying to, you know, even tell the network. Like, you're going to see the progress. I saw the progression of him. Like, it, it was like he's now he's he's engaged. He has a great job. Yeah, uh, he has a baby. He just and he's just a smart. Like I saw him. You know what I mean? Because at first, me and my middle brother, before he passed, we felt terrible. We was like, yo, is it not it? Because did we just focus on ourselves and let him run around with these cats? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, what right. the oh, fuck? felt like, guilty?
0: I, felt guilty. So yeah. when we
1: got out, we were both really hands-on with him and make sure he got his shit together.
0: As opposed to go the wrong way? Yeah. Was that, you think it was a
1: possibility? he could have yeah but i i think that's a great thing about family man like and that's that once again we felt bad because we were just i was i knew i was focused on my own shit like yeah. once i left the house i was just focused on comedy that, right that was just what yeah. it was i was on the road i was doing all. The shit. Sure, yeah with two other comedians that's just what it was yeah um but i didn't realize damn i i i wasn't paying attention to you know this is our, the youngest right yeah you know, we supposed to look out for him <laughs> right but when he came out you know like hands on with him I had him like coming to all my shows with me and she, just to see a cool right? just see some dope shit you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. just take him out with me make and make him I, feel part of something part of something did that prison fuck with his head I think it did at first it made him real he didn't trust anybody but the great thing about it when he went to like one of my homies was there too so it was somebody looking out for him too oh you know yeah what oh so, that's good Um, but at the same time like it, it, took, a, it took us really like really molding and and just when I think about it now, like he's dope as fuck.
0: Well, just being supportive and and yeah. you know being there when he's got questions and yeah. stuff. That's great, man. And I put it all that in the show, but it was so weird for people. Like that's the stereotype. I was like it's not a
1: fucking stereotype. God, can't, and also, I want to I wanted to show a guy from that situation clean up. Yeah. How's the stereotype that it happens every fucking day? Right. It's a jail full of people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, even they even I tell you, the test audience even felt like we wasn't hard enough on him when he got out. And I thought that was insane, too, because I'm like, oh, you maybe you ain't never. First of all, if somebody been in jail for a year or whatever time. <laughs> yeah. We gonna come out like, motherfucker, yeah. look at you, you fucking bum. Like they bet the, they already caught it. They was in jail. Yeah. And he's your brother. He's your brother. You come out, you're going to love on him. Yeah, I thought that was. I'm like, who are these people? Who
0: were those people? Who just were? random people they pick they to do, to watch shit. What do you think it was? Because uh, like, it seems to me that that those kind of questions are coming out of some sort of uh, you know white guilt, right? crazy part was black people. Yeah, it was brothers
1: in there like, yeah, because that, that's not realistic that they just were supportive when he got out of jail. I'm like.
0: What? Maybe, maybe not your family.
1: Like, yeah, that's what I thought was crazy. Like, they throw parties for people when they go into jail. Yeah. well I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> so they can feel good because they go to the jail.
0: <laughs> yeah. I wonder what that is. I guess it's like you know the. I guess the weird thing is is that for people who who it's not their experience, they you know they think it's some sort of stereotype, just because it's not their life.
1: It's not their life. And that's, very, that's funny. I like. I don't look at somebody that grew up in the suburbs. Or, or, or I don't know. Like, shh, tell me what your experience is. I can't <laughs> yeah. guess this shit. I'm an asshole. I'm just going to guess your life. <laughs> and I think that's fun. I think that's what's going to be fun about my show, Knock yeah. on Wood, if they pick it up. Which, I honestly, and I'm, I don't say this about a lot of stuff. Yeah. It looks really good. It's really funny. I'm very proud of it. Who's the other supporting cast? Uh, Sinbad plays my dad. <laughs> yeah, and he's... He's something else. He's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, nonstop, man. He is, and you know what's dope about Sinbad? Like uh. even when he wasn't in scenes, he would just hang out. On yeah. set, man. Oh but, sure. I'm like, man, that was good, man. I like it, man. But real, tell <laughs> you, you, man. You doing it, man? <laughs> <laughs>
0: he said he likes to put on a show too. <laughs> was he, he was hysterical. Yeah. he was always on. Oh, he
1: always had a story. Like. I heard some amazing stories, <laughs> it's, yeah. so, the, it's so funny, the, the funniest story he told was, so it's a video where James Brown was in concert and right. Michael Jackson and Prince, I don't know if you ever seen the video, at the concert, mm-hmm. he brings Michael Jackson on stage, Michael yeah. Jackson kill it, then Michael Jackson whispers in his ear that he brings Prince on stage, just a great video, first yeah. of all, I could tell like James Brown didn't know who Prince was, cause he's like, Prince, yeah. Prince, he's <laughs> like he'll call his name, Prince. <laughs> Prince, <laughs> Prince, yeah. So Prince is on somebody's shoulders walking through the crowd. Yeah, God <laughs> puts him on stage. <laughs> He's a little guy. So this is the story, right? So yeah. I've seen this video a million times. I get joy from watching. Like, man, that's so cool. All of us at the concert hanging out, like supporting each other. And somebody like, uh, nah, Michael, Michael, and Prince didn't like each other. I said, what? So no, man, they didn't like each other. that night that concert. He described. It. I was like, wait, the video I seen like, yeah, man, Michael Jackson tried to hit Prince with his car. Like, what? <laughs> No. <laughs> Hit him with his car? Yeah, he tried to. It's like these people. Yeah, man, they used to try to run each other all the time, man.
0: Oh, it was man. It's crazy. They didn't yeah. like each
1: other at all. They, yeah. So Michael Jackson brought him up because he knew Prince
0: was drunk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he ruined your nice video for you he ruined the brotherhood it makes it funny yeah, yeah. like, oh look at this well Sinbad's seen it all he's been around a long time he's a, he's a legend man I, I think we forget that too I do I think he's a guy that doesn't get the credit he deserves he does because he delivers the goods like all the time still and he riffs like crazy he'll just go out there with nothing that's why I wanted him on the show like I wanted to... did he improvise a lot did you let him yeah we let him we
1: let him do that <laughs> yeah so you know, who's your mom who plays your mom well my so i'm i'm sticking to real life so my okay. mom has passed away in it, but it is an episode i want to do that because he talks about it sitting uh my dad and the show talks about you know he's it's, things been different since my, our mom has been gone or whatever. yeah so it is an episode idea where i do want to do this flashback episode of just
0: oh yeah the just family
1: Sinbad just show his chops you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah. i think yeah. it'll be fun to do yeah um yeah, it's it's, it's so... Because I want to...
0: Who plays the brother?
1: My brother is Jordan L. Jones, this young guy. Mm. um, Kind of no name. Actor? Really. Yeah, actor. I think he, st- he started to do comedy. So funny. Yeah. Right? I I, I watch every audition tape. I watch everybody. Yeah, I, you I, got it.
0: Some people don't. I realize a lot of people don't watch oh, you Oh, they watch who, who the casting director yeah, brings him. Yeah, I watch everybody it's wild it gets a little painful sometimes well you know it's
1: i think from being on the other side yeah. of
0: it i actually enjoy it like you want to give them a chance if
1: i have friends who yeah. have shows they want me to come watch audition tapes with them i'll do it like i i, don't have yeah. no, I like yeah. watching audition yeah. i like watching what choices somebody makes. sure like, yeah God, yeah a crazy choice why would you do that like yeah.
0: <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah and it's weird sometimes people on tape are different than when you meet them too
1: exactly i mean it's happened a couple of times like with jordan i knew he was my brother yeah and I think me and Gerard was at dinner, and I didn't even listen to his audition. I just saw his mannerism. like, yeah. oh, this is my little brother. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like, I just do it. Yeah. And then when I watched him, like, oh, yeah, this is him. And then my my best friend, which is, I don't know, I hate, uh, I, I I can say this. So one of my best friends is Tiffany Haddish. Right? Yeah. That's, that's like, for real. For right? real, in your life. Yeah. Did she start in Chicago? No. Nah. Oh. I he- met her. We did a show called Bill Bellamy's Who Got Jokes. Bill Bellamy. On TV One. <laughs> yeah. And she won her episode in LA. So they flew the, other, the winners from the other cities to Chicago to see our episode. Yeah. And I won my episode in Chicago. And I'm backstage and I'm about to go to the dressing room or whatever. And I hit somebody uh-huh. say, that part, hey, boy, come here. I'm like, who's that? We gonna be friends. We're gonna like, like who the hell are you, lady? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we gonna be friends. You are so funny. <laughs> We're gonna be friends. And that's, yeah, we came from And here. you're still friends. Yeah. That's what <laughs> my friend then. I put that I d I we've never I don't see a lot of platonic friendships. Uh, on TV where they always men
0: and women where, we, Right
1: Where Because it usually End up where they together And all mm-hmm. that shit I wanted to show Just a friendship uh-huh. And that's just what it is Yeah And uh Which is what we did A good job of writing And putting in the show And it's that's played great. by Jess it's a, it's a It's a It's a comedian Named Jess Hilarious uh-huh. Like she became like She got like Four million followers On Instagram Yeah That's how I found her Like I'm a, I was following her On Instagram I thought she was Fucking hysterical She was like She got something called Jess with the mess Where she just Goes in on celebrities and shit is fucking hysterical. And,
0: and and that's her real name, yeah, Jessica. Okay. So, but Jess hilarious is what she's she's that's her as. that's what she goes as. But she is she gonna be listed as that in the credits? It, I think what we did.
1: So I think we put her first name with Jess hilarious in her last name. Okay. All right. um, yeah. But she is hysterical and she was like the network gave me a fight for both of them because they both were green. Right. She was right. Say. But she played everything really to any actress I saw. I mean, yeah. I saw some really great actresses out here. And um, she played it. Re- I mean, I had to fire somebody. and That was tough.
0: Yeah.
1: At the table read. it was like, oh, what? We doing that? Like, you, that was the most, that was the well, EP thing. I wasn't an actor? Yeah. And then an you cast so, as her so the first. first. The first version of that. It's
0: tough, man, right?
1: And it was, you know, you're in this meeting with the execs and they tell you all this great shit and other little notes. And they're like, oh, yeah. So we, we have to get rid of her. I'm like, wait. I, like and they, they did it to her last year which is crazy the actress the same actress after the table read yes uh fired her. and i was so, like i stopped the meeting like okay yeah before we okay y'all know y'all did this last year right yeah yeah huh it's just quiet in the room like because this is my <laughs> first of all, it was my first time as he yeah. peels up so i'm just like i'm green in the room i'm like okay before we okay let's write this yeah so y'all want to fire her again jesus christ i'm like i'm like this is mean this is i'm the only one to
0: think that yeah acting's a tough racket i'm so (laughs) aren't you glad you're a comic too
1: yeah it's but it's like gerard loves he oh god he loves being a producer he's like a oh really evil genius you know what (laughs) I mean? he just loves all of it like you know
0: but so what how are you guys you're not running the show though are you our showrunner is mike scully uh uh, how do i know that guy he he wrote on the, he's right right he writes on the Simpsons oh right uh, that's right yeah yeah
1: he did a Carmichael show with us he's he's really dope I, like like and, and we just got a good group like Joshua Benowitz and Kevin Barnett who I did Friends of the People with you know, right they with the Luka brothers yeah they were writers and producers also on the show so it
0: was just friends we like how a, many people in the writing room just us the, oh, first, for the first the first show yeah. yeah so you haven't really made a room yet
1: no I actually started meeting writers to, which is always weird like I'm make, I'm taking meetings for something that might not happen like it's kind of. Right,
0: it's kind of awkward. Show business, you know what I mean. You know, you got to do it. Get it. You know, you might as well do it. So I got to meet. I say, just in case I get a show. Let's yeah, talk. yeah, yeah. If things are looking good and we really like your stuff, uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> but in terms of acting, though, did you did you train at all? Nah. Um, See, some people are just naturals. You know it's what a, I mean. It
1: is just it, and it's from. Like when I was a little kid, I did like the plays and stuff. What do you mean? Like I did plays in, in grammar school. Uh-huh. Like I, I made the high school play. I was
0: like in seventh grade. I wouldn't audition for. So you were always into it. Yeah. You I knew w- early on that, that knew, you loved being this, on stage.
1: I knew this. I wrote a show called Name Your Adventure. They used to come on NBC. Yeah. yeah. It was hosted by Mario Lopez. It was only on, maybe they only showed like six episodes, but I was in it. Yeah. And I wrote this show like, yo, I want my adventures to be on The Living Color. Yeah and they wrote me back like the show was canceled sorry <laughs> good luck kid you'll figure it out your dreams will come true he you does know, whatever they tell a kid like yeah. what, what? <laughs> the show's canceled I just saw an episode a minute ago <laughs> which show was it name your adventure uh, what, what? and what was that about it was on NBC they yeah. just like just grant kids adventures so you'll write a man you, you want to be out living color
0: so, yeah that was my adventure didn't you weren't you part of a reboot i was that's what made it full circle so I, they I were telling keenan yeah they, you, you should write those producers and say you know what it did work out but it didn't, <laughs> didn't pick it up dream told, came true it i told happen. keenan that the first
1: day i was like hey man you probably ain't gonna believe me but i wrote a show <laughs> called name your adventure i feel like i was the only kid watching it because like, like it was every time i bring it up like nobody else no, i never it was heard a song, of it. name Yo adventure it was yeah. like a whole song and everything
0: it was on. It was it on it for a long NBC. time. Was it on a long time? No, just one season. <laughs> That's why no one watched it. <laughs> but I thought it was amazing. I'm like, wow, this is what? Cool. What was the angle on the on the Living Color reboot? I mean, what, what happened there? Wouldn't it, have, was Kenan, he, it was Keenan. Keenan, yeah, Keenan Ivory is still the
1: man. Yeah. When we first got, so there was. This is such a. It, it probably could be a short film. Just what happened. Yeah. Um, but. When we first got casted, The the new cast mm-hmm. We were supposed to do Sketches with the Original cast too
0: Wow That's a lot of weigh-ins
1: It was gonna be fun <laughs> But they were still there Yeah So the, like Jim Carrey Everybody was coming back Really? But the, from what I heard Fox was paying them Next to nothing Like I think they was pay, Like they was paying These superstars Like really nothing Like uh, uh, David Allen Greer David Alligrette, Jim Carrey, Damon Wayans, Dame, yeah. uh, 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 Sean, Mar- like, like everybody. Jamie? J- everybody was coming back. Wow. And Damon was the first one like, no, nah, forget this. And everybody just followed his lead. So I remember the first day of shooting, I'm excited. We've been looking at these scripts all week. Yeah. I show up, and like David's packing all the stuff. Up. I was like, where you going, David? Yeah, not doing it. And he just left. I'm like, what? Oh my and that's God. when we found out, like, wait, they all left? So now it's panic around the set. And, like, I had to learn sketches on the spot. So they was, f- like, sliding scripts under the door. Like, hey,
0: you in this sketch? You're like, what? And so they were rewriting the whole show the day of? Yeah. And how many did you shoot? We only, sh- how many sketches we shot? Um, oh, it didn't even, you didn't even make a whole show? No,
1: I think we made we made it at pilot. Oh. That's what we did. And so all
0: those cats left the day of? The day of. Yeah. Oh, man. See, that's a kick in the ass by But show it was business. still
1: fun, though. I can't even lie to you, Keen Ivory it was. It was like well, everything happened for a reason to me, you know? Yeah. What I mean? And I became a better actor and right. all that because of that. And yeah. I got a chance to talk to it. Like, I remember I used to sit with Keenan for lunch. And the first few times, he's looking at me like, dude, you can sit. You don't want to sit somewhere else. Yeah. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I don't know if I ever had this moment again, brother. <laughs> and, he, and then he started just telling these cool stories, man. And He's a cool. smart
0: guy. I haven't seen him in a long time. Was he just telling you about the old days?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I love hearing those. I'm that guy. Like, yeah. I am sitting oh, yeah. You tell me stories all day. I listen to them. I love hearing just yeah. great stories about stuff. Man. Yeah. So, you remember when they did the tour a couple years ago? Like, they was on tour. It was Sean, Marlon, Damon, and Keenan.
0: Oh, I didn't realize.
1: So, I went to see the show. I think I went to the one in Jersey. Yeah. And uh, such a funny story with that, too. But I went what? to the show. Well, when Olympic, the reboot didn't happen, right? Yeah. I ended up doing an interview, and somebody like, took what I said out of place that's out. they said I blamed Damon Wayans the reason why it didn't get picked right. up I didn't say that but that's what they yeah. twisted sure. that was the first time I learned that can happen like oh damn you gotta watch what you say cause somebody could just twist that yeah, shit yeah yeah and I felt so terrible I remember that day I felt drastically <laughs> bad and I remember like <laughs> about being set up yeah and yeah. I told Kenan I'm sorry man Kenan said don't worry about it I remember I was on the road I set my hotel room in the dark like I felt
0: terrible like you man. fucked up yeah because yeah. it went like
1: viral for a second I'm like oh shit I didn't uh,
0: nah. that's the worst and you're alone I'm the, yeah. in the hotel room I'm like, like <laughs> tearing up like Yo, I, didn't, I didn't ruin my, what the f- I didn't destroyed my life yeah <laughs> the Wayans are gonna hate me the Wayans army but
1: Kenan that's what he explained to me like bro ain't a big deal you know they they are misconstrued that's why you got to watch what information you give and how you say it and all that shit and so anyway I go backstage yeah and (laughs) after he told you Damon was like this is like oh this is a while but I didn't think they talked to each other I don't know what the fuck I thought yeah so Damon's like what the fuck did you say again (laughs) and walked up on me I'm like I'm about to fight this much. like, the way he did it. <laughs> so now I'm a little nervous, because David ain't a the little guy. Like, fuck. tall guy. And he just hugged me. They all started fucking laughing. I was like, I mean, fuck y'all, yeah. right. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> do y'all know how stressful I was? <laughs> I
0: he knew. He obviously knew. They was,
1: uh, that's why I, I love that family, man. They're, they're, they're really dope, and they just they all are so talented, man. I used to
0: love watching Damon. I used to love He's watching He's brilliant, man. He's so good. Like you know, he would do characters. He stay in them a real long time, and like it was just wild to watch him. Didn't give a fuck.
1: He, I, I saw him that night, and I remember leaving, calling comics like, "Yo, ain't nobody, none of us better than this motherfucker." Right? Like, he's like it's like he's yeah. like he is that. he's yeah. the man.
0: Yeah, and it just it's and, and people don't know him
1: as that. I, that's what's so interesting. Like. I don't know if it needs to be another documentary done. I, <laughs> yes, just, so like, how can we save these guys' reputation
0: as comics well, you know when what? they don't do it anymore?
1: I wanna. I wouldn't mind doing something just focused on the storytellers and the, and the character work comics. Right, yeah. And just focus on that. Yeah. Because doing this, like, I remember when I did Last Comic Standing, and that was one of the reasons why I was eliminated, they said my set felt like it was sketchy, like I was doing a sketch because I was a character. I alone. fucking
0: hate when people do that because that's, yeah. it, you know, that that is what stand up was. Yes. Like the great guys, you know, the guys who could tell stories, the guys who did voices, they all did voices. Even Lenny Bruce did fucking voices, mm-hmm. you know, like did characters. You know, uh, prior, the old Cosby, <laughs> you know, not, you know, but, you know, the original Cosby stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, they were all doing characters. yeah, And that was what stand up was. I don't like when people say, "Oh, you're a storyteller." It's like, "No, I'm not a stand up comic." That's the way it was. There were joke guys and there were there were story guys. I, I didn't like the way they started separating
1: what. And that's what <clears throat> I hate to say that, that's what shows like that does. They oh, yeah. try to control what comedy is. Yeah. And comedy is so many different things. That's why you you know, you hear past some people who like hate Dane Cook I hate It's so many styles of it. Like I don't it's no way to put a finger on it. This is the style you should, no, fam. And there's
0: so many comics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many comics. So But no, but I I is something that I I get I get mad about it. Like when they say I like yeah, uh, well, Marin's a storyteller. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" That's what stand-up is. That's the what fucking, stand-up is. Yeah. They I mean, they're joke guys, but that wow, you can't have everybody being joke guys. It'd just be annoying. I could, I can't, I can't do that to save my life. I can't either. I mean, I, when I write a joke by accident, I'll do it and I'll be like, "This is a great joke," and the, um, but I have to fight myself from announcing it. It's Like I don't write jokes like this. Yeah. But I did this one. You know what I do is I usually put a joke in a story. Like I, I, oh yeah, yeah. I will yeah. make the joke a story because right. like, I can't just tell this joke. Yeah, it's had. satisfying the first couple of times, but then you're just sort of like wearing out. Like you get bored with it, right? Mm-hmm. Cause it's a, to, like, but I wrote this one joke, and I'm like, this is what why it feels so good. It, but guys who do jokes, they write a hundred of those. Yeah. Am I gonna do that? I'm like, no, I lucked into this one. I didn't. I didn't write. It just happened. So when did you start? How old were you when you started? Uh, I always tell people it's almost two beginnings with comedy. Oh yeah. Cause you start
1: probably while you're still working a job or in school, so you're not doing it regularly. I started 19 yeah. is when the first time I went on stage. Yeah. But I was still going to uh, I was going to Hair Washington College and I was working, so I was able only able to go once. So
0: yeah, what were you studying in college? Uh, I don't
1: have a real major. I just went because I didn't want to look like I wasn't doing shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. I yeah. knew I wanted to do stand-up, but I right. didn't. Want, I didn't know how to figure. I had to figure out a way to let my family know this is what the fuck I was gonna do. So right. I was like, let me go to Hair Washington College. Yeah, where I don't have to have a because I had a college scholarship. What kind of college? For- you? It was at washing Washington College, a community college downtown Chicago. Okay, it was okay, like yeah. a little small school. Sure. I didn't really- Two year thing? Yeah. 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 So it was like, uh, I can major in math. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so they think you're doing something. Yeah yeah. 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 You know what I mean? So I did that, but I was going up at the lion's den, which is where I started going up. Yeah. I went there. With, I heard of that. Yeah. I used to, a Monday night, used to, I almost got jumped leaving there one night yeah. from a Hispanic gang and shit. And I, oh, used to, I used to wear my hat to the What left. What,
0: what kind of place was it?
1: It was a small bar. Like, yeah. I remember, you know how you first start, everything looks big? Like, oh, man, this place is big on yeah. the stage. And, then, and, and it was just a mic? I would, Yeah, it was just an open mic. And yeah. I remember going back and watching, like, I thought this place was huge. This little <laughs> tiny-ass fucking place. This, to me, this place was, like, the biggest.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. Well, yeah, because you're on stage. Yeah. So, of course, you're going to think it's huge. Yeah. I don't think a lot of the places I started were huge because there was always so few people there. <laughs> but that's the thing too I I think once you start Doing it in front of strangers
1: Like yeah. you don't even Think about it Yeah It's just the audience to you So it's almost like that little small spot is a theater to me.
0: Yeah, isn't that weird though? Like you go up—I don't know if you did—but like you go up for nine people and be like, life or death, man. Yeah, for nine fucking people, you your whole—you—you—you you, you just hang your whole sense of yourself on these fucking people <laughs> <and you're laughs> sitting there. One guy by himself, three top, and then the four people in back, and you're like, oh fuck, man. I, <laughs> I
1: gotta give it to him. Yeah, I got it. This better go good, man. Oh, that's Yeah, that's so. It's so funny like I because I, I started then and then what kind of what what kind of open mic was it just uh like it a open it used to be like 20 people go up like oh, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was like crazy yeah um and that was fun and and then, where were you working? I worked at TTC. It was a telemarketing company. Ugh. We sold like all those, you know, calling old people like, hey, you want the bill, the, the, the vitamins, you know, oh, the yeah, pills sure, and all sure.
0: that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so nothing just below, All that stuff. Yeah. Soul killing yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you didn't give a shit. No, I, I needed yeah. the money. Yeah. 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 Were you married then? Nah, Not no. Not yet.
1: Oh. Uh, I didn't get married until I was 28. Uh-huh. So I was already, I was like, by the time I met my wife, I like started kind of. In Chicago, because this is what I did. This was my plan, right? Yeah. I was like, I went to Jamie Foxx's Palooza one year, and Jamie Foxx used to do this festival, Laugh Palooza in Atlanta. And I went to one of those symposiums or whatever, panels or whatever you call them, and his manager was like, yo, the smartest thing you could do is, is be the be the man in your city first, and then try to venture out. Yeah. So that's what I did. I, like, really hustled. Like, D-Ray, you know, I used to see, D-Ray had a club, uh, Riddle's Comedy Club, Riddles. Yeah, on Sunday nights, which was, like, everybody used to come there, like, Kanye, kind of, yeah, everybody used to it was like the that shit. That was the famous black comedy club. Yeah. Riddles, in Chicago. Sunday night. Riddles. Yeah, I, t- I
0: think I talked to, didn't they make a documentary about
1: oh, it? Oh, no, no, you're talking about all jokes aside. That's oh, okay. a different club, but, like, Riddles was the first, it was just dope as fuck. Like, yeah. every. Yeah. fine everybody dope every day yeah. they, they was buying bottles of champagne that's how crazy it was so d-ray made a killing from that like he he used to do a night there he did a night just sunday nights 300 seats he he got the door and he used to sell out we'll do like two or three shows sometimes oh yeah and, and that's how he started that's not how he started but i think that's what helped him pay for his way to come out to, he's a chicago he's guy. a chicago guy. yeah i just that's the first person i saw really like Damon Williams is somebody who we call the Godfather there, who's another Chicago person, but D Ray was the first one I've ever saw hustle it and make money for real, like how yeah. to do it like that. Right. And I'm like, Oh, I guess this is I wanna do it. He like it's like he figured out how to make he sold comedy like it was drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was just like, yo, this is brilliant. Like yeah. Even the way promoter party promoters, the way they promoted in Chicago, yeah, the the style came from D. Ray. D. Ray was like Passing out flyers, when people who was going on uh, going to work at the train, going to the like doing that himself. I used to go with him, you know, and I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, but anyway, I used to. You see. were
0: opening for him. I used to seat
1: every Sunday. Yeah. I used to seat the people uh, to get five minutes yeah. every Sunday. And all the comics thought I was degrading myself by doing that shit and all yeah. this other thing. But I'm like- You were what for doing it? Degrading. Like, like just, it's not degrading, just seating people.
0: Oh, degrading. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. no. I want to go up every week at the hottest spot. I will <laughs> seat people. And he gives me $50. Yeah. Oh, the doorman at the comedy store. What are you going to do? You're around the shit. You get your time. You know what I mean? That's, but people don't- It's all fun. Because some people care about it. Image of like looking like
1: they're somebody when you're nothing when you're nothing and yeah. it doesn't make any sense, it doesn't make any difference. I thought it either. made people nicer to me because I I would seat them and speak to them. <laughs> so when I went up, they was like, Oh, it's the guy that set us, you <laughs> know <what I> mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, make a good impression when they see When you see where that, but did you get tips and shit? Man, uh, I ain't get no tips,
1: uh, <laughs> but I, I, it, I, I had so much fun doing that, and eventually I ended up hosting when D Ray moved to. LA. So that
0: was your regular gig. Sunday nights, you'd Sunday seat nights. the people, you give you fifty bucks, you yep. have five minutes, and, and just, it was just you two or there was a whole no, bunch no, of It was a whole show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was
1: like Chicago like comics from the road used to be so afraid because all the Chicago comics would come up there to destroy Like it. who are the guys? You got people like like Leon Rogers and Corey Holcomb and Damon Williams and B Cole. It's so many comics from that comic view, yeah, FG yeah, world that was just fucking hidden at the time. But then mm-hmm. I will have people like Tony Roberts and Cat Williams, and we he brought Rudy Ray Moore there, Dolomite. Yeah. Oh, who Cat did? No, D. Oh, Ray. D. Ray because br- D. Ray booked it too. He brought Dolomite. Dolomite <laughs> was at Riddles Cap. And let me tell you, I opened for Dolomite. <laughs> Had a fun time. Great yeah. set. You did. or Couldn't, He did. I did. Yeah. Couldn't wait to meet him. Right. Yeah. He was nice to me in the lobby because I bought like a couple DVDs too. Yeah go on stage and shit on all of us for not having our own theme song your own theme song that's he's like these motherfuckers ain't comedians you don't even got your own goddamn song <laughs> i like care? what was he <laughs> funny he was just shitting on us for 15 I don't even really remember I just remember like shitting on us about not doing comedy right were people happy to see him they were yeah cause he did a, first of all his intro was long as fuck cause he yeah. got his own song yeah <laughs> He had the cape on and shit. He had the cane. Old school bullshit. It
0: was was Dolomite, man. (laughs) So you're you're doing this every Sunday with D-Ray. Oh, And you get to see everybody. See, that's the thing that people don't realize about working the door and doing those kind of things in a bigger venue. Is then you get to study all the dudes. Mm -hmm. You get to watch Cat Williams in a small club. That must have been great. J.B. Smooth was, for the longest I had a tape of
1: him. Because I taped myself that night and I just kept it on. Yeah. So just, to, just to, man, it's one of the, like, to me, one of the funniest people I've ever seen live, that ever made me, like, I, you can hear me cough laughing. I got sick from laughing. <laughs> He's just so, fun, like, the way he milks a joke, it's just like. He's got that weird way of talking. Like, Come on, man. You got to do like this. <laughs> Goddamn, man. If you're big, you do big shit. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's, uh, he was the first headliner that was like extremely nice to me. Yeah, I remember uh, I hung out with him one day. He let me hang out with him and shit. Like, oh yeah. shit, J.B. Spoon let me party with him. We yeah. went out. And it was just fun. He kept asking women for cheese. It was fucking weird, but it was just fucking hysterical. I just laughed like, you got some cheese in it? Yeah. She's a, like, what? Some cheese? He's a weird dude. It's fucking hysterical. Yeah. So I, the buses stopped running and I, and I couldn't get home. He's like, no, you can sleep on the, you sleep on the floor, man. <laughs> And I'll talking talk like man, you know, I'm trying to get it, man. I'm trying to get it. You know what I He lived that? in Chicago? No, no, he just he just so he ended up meeting his wife who's like that's so crazy. Like he didn't he's not from he's from New York. Yeah, because that's but, where I thought he said. But started. he used to come to Chicago. We D Ray loved bringing him to Riddles. Like Riddles, we love JB motherfucking smooth. Yeah. It's so oh god. Like this was so funny about certain cities that get certain type of comedy in a yeah. way. Chicago loves that shit. Yeah. When you could tell stories, when you could fucking do characters, like they fucking... Yeah. He was milking shit, It's a show. It's a show. Yeah. And and comics, what I used to love about it, when JB came to town, all of us were there.
0: Oh, yeah? All of us were there. He had a real following. It was all the comics comics back there fucking dying. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I had no idea about that, about him. Man,
1: that's all that. Like, that's what's so funny. Because, like, in New York, he was just another dude in New York. That's so funny you say that. He... like the way I talk about him sometimes, like to New York, they're Like, I mean, JB's cool. I'm like, what? What the fuck? He's a legend. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love it. Like, some, the style of the. I learned how to milk a joke because of that guy. Sure. Yeah. Well, you just don't. Well, you just don't stop.
0: Yeah, you just keep pushing, man. That, that shit. That's yeah. a good skill. I, it's one that I I never like. I just started in the last few years trying to do, <laughs> to just keep pushing it. It's such. If a, you can, if you can find that that wave. And stay
1: on it. Well, that's funny too. I, like, being a comedy fan, I, yeah. I remember watching an old tape of myself, and I'm watching myself kind of sound like J B. Smooth, like yeah, oh, sure, it. of course, Because so, yeah. I was young, I didn't know the fuck yeah, I was, yeah. and yeah. I was, I'm cracking up like, "What the fuck was I doing?" What the? But I, that's but then once it's so funny once you figure out you,
0: yeah, it goes away.
1: It goes away. Yeah, you still got the skill set, but right. it goes away. It's so it's so common. Yeah, again. I think I mean, people. It's actually we people scared to talk about that sometimes. Like yo, it's... We
0: start because of who we love, so you yeah, tend to and, sound like them and, at first, and you don't know you don't know how to do it, and you don't do it on purpose. No, nah. you just like you know it just in it, it, it's some it's a it's a way to get you just borrow the confidence mm-hmm. is really I think is what mm-hmm. it really comes down to is it's almost in, innate. You're gonna take you absorb your hero's confidence, yeah, and like for, for a while there, there was like a bunch of attels in New York. There was so many, there was headbergs everywhere for a while, right? Oh, God, yeah. And then there, <laughs> it just, like, you, you just see it ripple through the community, and then cats grow out of it. They grow out of it. So, what was the big break when you just started, after doing that, when did you start headlining around <laughs> Chicago? Um, Fast, really. I mean, like,
1: Riddles, I just got good fast. And when I started hosting Riddles, that's when it started to uh, be
0: even better. Because you get to go back up every I time. Get to go back every time. Is and that then, when you start working the characters?
1: Well, that... Yeah, yeah, but then I started going even like I started hopes I hosted this open mic that was like not even comedy. It was like rappers, fucking singers, poets, and just me like freestyling and roasting and do oh, yeah. doing all this shit. Yeah, it gave me so much freedom to play around Man, and best. and insane confidence. Like I became this crazy little spot that was just a Masonic hall. You know, and you
0: made the open mic?
1: This, no, this dope deal I knew, <laughs> he was a promoter. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and it was fun, it's, and because it wasn't uh,
0: comedy, you could fucking you could just you could just
1: play. You know? Yeah, yeah, you could play with music, you could do so much shit. So that like once by the time all that happened, then Mary Lindsay came and opened Jokes and Notes Comedy Club up, and that's when the, my career trajectory is like, alright. is everything started changing when she opened that club up. I remember I featured for another comic, and after I featured, she said you can't feature for nobody no more. You Who are was you, that? You are the only headline.
0: Who did you I feature? I right right say, What? <laughs> what you, you gave him a run for his money. Yeah, yeah, it was, that, cra- it was crazy. Yeah, uh, She's, not, like, she's like, like,
1: you're not gonna, you can't feature yeah. no more. You're headlining here for the now. Like, yeah, because like, no.
0: like even if you're holding back, you yeah. know, like that feature spot, sweet. You know, that's what you get. You get some payback for that eventually. If you blow a headliner off, it'll come back around at some point. And it, but you know what's funny? Like I like when somebody kills in front of me. Yeah,
1: I like kill, please, because yeah. yeah. it makes I have to be better. Then I yeah. can't walk in like uh, that's what's so weird when you do hear about headliners who like. Who asks for certain features. Like, they know sure. who the shitty features. Like, yeah, it's perfect. This guy does it. Or if you're a black comic, yeah, give me a white comic. I don't want no other black comic on the show. So I can have the only black opinion.
0: I just like guys to do what they do. <laughs> you know, I don't want them to do what I do, but I want them to do what they do and then, and then do yeah. it well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's what's... You know, I've been with Joker with Hannibal.
1: Because Hannibal... It's so funny because Hannibal, like I said, I first met him when he was in college and he opened for me. He, yeah kind of bummed yeah uh but he was funny as fuck to me i'm like yo you're fucking hysterical about a drink at the after party. you know what i mean yeah And <laughs> that's how we became cool actually well it's so funny because when he started he was different and then he's but then this switch like i would literally watch this dude go from net to like right a star right and i'm like hey can i open for you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is it's a which is that's why i tell people
0: like you, you it's good to be nice to everybody you don't know who gonna be Right, what? and and also people get funnier. Like yeah. he was one of those dudes when I saw him when he was first coming around the alternative room was the only Like, and he was a black dude that was like the black dude at the, the at the alt white shows. Yeah, like he was that guy, right? Yeah. And I watched him, and I was like, you know, it's good, it's thoughtful, he's smart. But then at some point, it's just like something clicked. Something clicked, yeah. Right, and then he's coming out with fucking shiny suit on, doing everything. I mean, he- got music. He
1: became that guy. I love the fact that he he stayed true to himself. I mean, as a comedian, we don't pick our audiences for real. We don't yeah. know who the fuck gonna be
0: fans. That's right. For us. We
1: really don't know. Yeah. And you know, I'm proud of that dude. And it, it was so funny. It was funny watching the switch happen. Where like I was at the Just for Last Festival. Yeah. And I was doing New Faces under rep, and I didn't like my set because I don't feel like they laughed that hard. And I just yeah. left. I let, I let, I went up and left the venue. <laughs> and handle was telling like, "Where the fuck did you go?" I was like, "Hey man, I left, man. I was fucking I was Like, "No, you did. You did great." <laughs> So then, with Nobody laughing? Like no, because it's all fucking execs here writing shit down. They all looking for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm like for real Yeah. I was
1: like, yeah, I left. I'm at a party with Russell Peters. <laughs> 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 I thought I ate it, but it was. so It's just funny watching that yeah. dynamic of it. But it's it's uh, it's even more fascinating when it turns back around. So like me and Hannibal for no reason go to the Essence Festival the last two years, yeah. just last minute calling, like, yo, let's just go to Essence Festival. Like, yeah. I right, cool. <laughs> and I remember we went one year and, you know, Hannibal walking around, people, oh, Hannibal Bird's like, look, you know, then we went last year, this is after Get Out came out, I couldn't go no far, fu- it was to the point he turned it to my security. He <laughs> <laughs> helped you out? Yeah, because I couldn't a go, and I've never had that before, and I, I didn't think straight about like, oh, I can't just walk around, yeah, yeah. What the fuck am I doing? Like you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> like, yeah. You're getting a lot of attention. Oh my god,
1: yeah. They're like once you take one picture, it's like Oh yeah, shit, then they converge. Yeah. And uh but it was funny watching that and it like just watching us be at this cool place where you know Yeah, Yeah. It's like all right man we
0: I think we, we stars now or something, right, <laughs> Cool, right? That's nice. That's <laughs> nice. And you're both good guys, and it doesn't seem like, you know, because I think some people become a certain type of star where they just leave everybody behind and you don't know them anymore. Yeah. I, I've I've seen that a couple times. It's a good group of us that are friends, man. I mean, I look at the Lucas Brothers. I look at
1: Jermaine Fowler. I look at Gerard. I look at Tiffany.
0: A, Tiffany. It's
1: just everybody's cool. Yeah. Those are good people. And doing well. Like, you know. Yeah. 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 So jokes and notes happen, right? Jokes and yeah, notes yeah. happen. She gives me Wednesday night there, which was just a regular open mic. But I'm like, yo, I'm finna make this crazy, though. So I'm like. And you knew the skills. Uh, I knew I knew how to promote it. I was giving away. I, I made like a comedy CD to give away. Yeah. So I would go to regular clubs. See, I, I never understood why comedians promote at other comedy shows. Yeah. Like, go to an audience that's that's not here. Like, I used to go to clubs. Yeah. And, like, it'd be a a car full of girls. I'm like, I'm funny. I'm telling you, uh huh, we'll see. Uh, Here's my, listen to the CD on your way home.
0: Yeah.
1: I was that confident because it was funny shit. And, like, it started being lying. I had a line around the building every Wednesday, mostly women. Uh huh. (laughs) Uh, women. <laughs> that's who you're handing the shit out to? Yo, that's what I, cause I think, I always thought if you have more women there, that's gonna make the dudes come. Yeah. And that's when the dudes started coming and like like the dope boys would come out. It was funny, me, I actually, when I think about this, it makes me laugh. I got a chance to like mold people into comedy fans.
0: Right. Yeah
1: like people that have never been to comedy shows. Yeah. Like I taught them how to act at comedy shows. I taught, like it's so very interesting. Yeah. When I talk to these cats now, especially some of my homies and some street guys. Yeah. These motherfuckers like comedy judges now. Like his set was good. I mean could <laughs> like who the fuck are you now? Like you remember, remember had to roast you for fucking talking too much? You know what I mean? Like So it's it's, it's funny watching yeah. that like, yeah. Oh yeah, I got a chance to mow the crowd. And yeah. But it became a thing. I mean, we had an after party. This is what you people forgot it was an open mic. Yeah. Oh really?
0: Yeah, it was just a big People night People were out.
1: scared to go out at my shop. It was like, knew <laughs> yeah. were like, I don't want to go up. This is a real crowd. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was every week I was freestyling, and it, my chops got better. Like I was just like my special. Like I look at the special I did with Ke- that Kevin Hart produced. Like I didn't work on it. It was just like I just did the best of what I did. Right. That's what and you were I, doing. They like they're my I'm my agent manager. You don't want to go on the road to work on the set. I'm like nope, I got it. <laughs> Kevin like come on, man, you need it. Nah, nope. <laughs> i am just do it yeah I, I promise you it just came out it. great right? yeah it's like yeah because yeah. you just know it and yeah. you know that that was uh, how'd Kevin Hart get involved well you know some I wanted I wanted to be it was more of a strategic thing on my part but I I felt like I wanted to be introduced by to the world by a veteran comedian yeah 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 it thought that'd be fun like because if I talked to Sid about it first that's who I first talked to who? Sid the entertainer yeah and he was down and then I mentioned it to Russell Peters or somebody else I was thinking about yeah so but by uh my agent at the time was like, yo, Kevin, Kevin, be great. I think Kevin would want to do it. I'm like, for real? Like we talked to Kevin, Kevin was like, yeah, I'm in. I'm a big fan, you know? Yeah. And uh, But that's why I did it that way, just because, you know, it was just an introduction. Interesting. Man. Like, even like, I wouldn't, so funny, all the rest of the specials, Kevin, like, brought, he brought them out. He was yeah. up front. I was like, hey, Nah. You come at the end of my shit because I don't want you to be a distraction. Yeah, to yeah. To people yeah. being excited about seeing you and then see, cause it's my it's my fucking night. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with him coming out the end and
0: stamping it, oh, it was. It worked. It was perfect. Yeah.
1: It was fucking perfect.
0: And you saw a difference. It worked. It big difference. Oh yeah. yeah. Big difference. But uh, that's
1: okay. just like me. I knew exactly what I wanted my special to be. From you know, I had my kids open up my special because I saw Damon Wayans do that. Yeah. How old are your kids? Uh, well, they nine and eight. Nine, eight, and one. I got a nine, eight, and one year old. But at the time they were five. I don't know, like four or five, something like that. They were really little. I, when I watching that, I almost tear up as on some dad shit because yeah. they were so little and yeah, funny. Yeah. Uh, but I did it because I saw Damon Wayans do that with his HBO special, where he had little Damon and like his, like I thought that was cute. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to do that. And it I makes you a person. The, yeah, yeah. It makes it. It makes it. And then I and then because of Dolomite. I made an original song. Yeah. <laughs> I made a song called Relevant, which is the name of the special. I had my friend record an original song for it. And it's so funny. That's what I thought about. When he said, I remember telling tell, like, damn, fuck that. But I'm like, you don't Man, have a song. Maybe I
0: should have a song. <laughs> <laughs> and now you got one. Now I got one. Now I got a song. So, what happened with the, you know, how, what happened with the personal
1: life? I mean, life is life. <laughs> so, I got married at 28. Uh, I met my ex-wife. She used to come to the comedy. She used to come to Jokes and Notes. Yeah, for the Wednesdays. Yep, and she was a regular too, like a regular fan. Mm-hmm. And married a fan. But, uh, I did that. <laughs> you said I did yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, it's a good way to lose a fan. But she's but she was <laughs> but she was nice though. Yeah, yeah. And it, at that time, I was looking to sit. I start like I was having, I was having a great time. Like I'm hosting this hot uh-huh. open mic for the last few years. And I was smart too. I, you know, some dudes would have probably banged every chick. Yeah. I didn't do that. I like so the. Fa- i, I it was like it's almost like my jokes was like my jokes was a stripper. Like I so sexy through my yeah. comedy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like they all were there. Like, mm, mm. <laughs> like, I mean, like fine motherfuckers. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> sometimes I make myself like, how the fuck did I pull that off? <laughs> but it helped me though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah and it made you strong i made oh it just made you it made chicago made me feel like a star so when i went to new york and la i felt like i was dope already
0: yeah confidence. i had
1: so much confidence yeah, like, yeah. People used to ask, why are you so confident like because of chicago yeah <laughs> you yeah not nervous like nah
0: yeah you i is this, this a place
1: that it loves me so yeah. yes yeah uh but i met her this is the funny story is i met her twice I, the first time i met her she went to tennessee state university and D Ray, we used to do these colleges, and D Ray used to send me out to the colleges early to promote the show. Yeah, so I'd be on somebody's campus for a week. It's almost like I was a student, right? you know? What I mean, just walking around <laughs> and shit, passing out flyers. <laughs> so you really you worked for D Ray? I basically did. Yeah, but because he gave me opportunity.
0: Is he still your friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: He get, he's still my big brother because I yeah. appreciate the op like. I'm so glad I had to work for these opportunities. Yeah. Like, yeah. It wasn't just about be I and, learned
0: and learned, yeah. I
1: learned the hustle of it. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying?
0: And um So you're Tennessee?
1: I'm at Tennessee State. I go to the library, I see this beautiful girl. Yeah. Which was her. Yeah. I give her a flyer, flirt with her a little bit. And I just remember thinking like, dang. I just I just had a feeling about her. I don't know. Yeah. Years later, I ain't seen her again. This let's, let's go five years later, some shit, right? I do some black doctors thing in San Francisco and perform. They got like a black doctors union. I don't yeah. know what the fuck. A Whatever cor- it is. Corporate gig? It wasn't even corporate because they all still students. It was like black medical students. Oh, okay. some shit. Yeah. They were all doctors. Yeah. My manager at the time, Knowledge Beckham, uh, which was my first manager who was amazing, who big part of what, everything. Like that was basically my business partner, my big brother, but he yeah. was fucking great. He ended up hollering at one of the girls there. He's like, yo, when you're in Chicago, come to, the, you know, Wednesday night. And she was friends with her and brought her and when we first met again i'm like Where the fuck do i know you from uh. and it took one of her friends say you don't remember meeting rail at till State? he maybe try to talk to you in the library he's like oh shit that's you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay hey yeah and right away we hit it off like right away yeah. right away it was like i remember like so many chicks being jealous of her shit like at the comedy club because i was yeah. i was professing my love on stage like hey yeah, i'm happy now like because i talked about when i was on the mic i talked about whatever the fuck i had going on sure yeah good or bad and that's yeah. what i was settled down and i it was like hmm <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. uh but she she was just dope i mean like though, i mean i would say this and it's just more than telling the whole story i think if we were older things would have been different i just don't yeah. think you should get married under 30 yeah not, especially not if you in this business and you on this rise.
0: Sure, yeah. yeah it's
1: yeah. just like. So what, 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 uh, what, what was stre- what stressed it out? Stress life. I mean, like, when my mom passed, I, I went in a dark place, like, yeah. in 09, right? And I was still doing, I remember, like, doing dumb shit and I had to weigh on her like I was getting to fights in the club for no fucking reason but I was hurting I didn't fucking and I had to. people don't realize when you when you still have to do comedy for for a living this is how you pay your bills how you raise your you know what I
0: mean sure I didn't give
1: myself time to mourn I just went to perform like it's like
0: yeah yeah. you know what I mean like I didn't and then you try to work through it on stage and you ain't ready yet yeah it's just a lot it's just heavy you don't know what to do with this energy of
1: and it depends on what the situation was i was sad and i felt a lot of guilt you know why well my mom wrote a journal when she was sick because it happened really fast like she found out she had cancer and then like four or five months later she passed yeah um she wrote in a journal she was like you know and I remember one day I was in New Jersey and she was calling me and shit and then I like ignored it. Like I'm like, I got to, I'm getting ready for my show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I when she left the journal, I read it and it was like I was, you know, she was saying how like I was always the one person she could talk to about anything, any but I but she would, wouldn't call me because she felt like I was bothered she felt like she was bothering me. Uh, and I felt terrible, like, damn, I made you feel I got so caught up in my Yeah trying to make it shit. Yeah. That, damn like I, you felt you my mom you felt like I was bothering you Yeah, and I felt I felt terrible about and you read shit. that after she died
0: yeah so that was oh, that, so, shit, that shit weighed on me yeah cause there's nothing you can't make it right except for
1: yourself sometimes I think cause I used to keep the voice the last voicemail she left me I yeah. think somebody erased that motherfucker cause I think they knew I kept listening to it uh. so after reading that I just felt fucking bad like yeah. and you know I was just uh, me, me and Jamie Foxx was actually talking about this last night because we was talking about Kanye, right? Yeah. And you know, most people are like Kanye crazy, and this is where it is. Yeah. It's just pitch for you know. And like I watched, I, I watched his interview, and I watched his TMZ thing, and I know what that looks like to be still hurting over some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that guy is still mourning his mom, his mom, and not just mourning; it feels guilt about that shit. Mm. You know, and I know what that looks like. It was so scary. I'm like, oh fuck. I just wasn't famous when it was happening to me yeah. I probably people if this happened to me like like that now I would've been losing my, people thought I was fucking crazy.
0: so that your regular your, your, your regular personality starts to crack because you're hiding too much shit. you, ha- you create this weird ass bubble, you saying crazy shit like it, I, it's so weird
1: watching this happen because yeah. I'm like it kind of made me go back to like, oh fuck, yeah, because I remember having a conversation with my ex-wife, and it'd be things I said to her that I don't even fucking remember.
0: Yeah, because you were in too much pain. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, were you drinking or anything? Oh, uh, everything. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: not everything, but like drinking, just ki- like I was, because I was, I, I didn't even the fights. I wanted a motherfucker to hit me. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like fucking hit me, please. Yeah. I was, You're, I was starting fights with people who would walk up to me, and be like, "Hey, real, I'm a big fan. What you say, motherfucker?" Like it like, big, no. I said you, and then you start fighting." Like so, you want you wanted to get punished? I wanted to get punished. <laughs> It's so crazy that type of mindset. That's why I like I'm looking at this shit and I'm like, oh no, that dude, I know he's I don't agree with anything he's saying, but I know he just he don't I don't know if he he's trying to maneuver around dealing with that. That's what you do. You try to maneuver around dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna tell you something. One thing I love about comedy is slowly but surely, that's what started helping me out that shit. Comedy. Comedy. Of course. (laughs) What else have you got? Comedy. When I started doing my mom on stage and telling these stories and this Uh and that Cause I'll black out in character sometimes. Like I, when I'm in character, I'm fucking in it. Yeah. And it, it started making me remember conversations. I literally performed these conversations on stage.
0: Oh wow. And did you feel you got closure?
1: I got closure from it. I mean, we all got our different ways of doing stuff. You know, me, I prayed about it. And, yeah. And I ended up having a dream where she just, she just talked to me and told me everything was cool. Let, let so, you go, yeah, released shit, you. Yeah,
0: you're good. What yeah. you, What
1: are you talking about? Like, yeah.
0: And also you you did the good thing with your little brother, yeah, so you know that that's paying it forward too, right,
1: well, I mean it's paying it forward, but it's also like but that's why I, that's why i I feel, and I've been saying this and I bring up Kanye again yeah. this last, time, but it's like that's why I wouldn't mind talking to him like you need somebody to right to talk to like not just about this shit, but like what's fuck all that yeah, I, yeah. we know you saying Craig you got free spirit free yeah. speech all this, okay fine
0: what's up bro? Yeah. You? What, do you, yeah yeah does he Does he have anybody like that I don't anymore? think
1: he does I don't think he does there's mm. no way this motherfucker could drive up to TMZ ain't nobody be like hey man I don't think you should do that <laughs> right. you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, where's that money? guy you could just do your own interview somewhere. go talk yeah. to Mark Mar- like, like, yeah. Where do you some gonna, chill yeah. don't go to fucking TMZ why Where you doing he? live what? the man drove up to the, the TMZ the, the, the place which is (laughs) insane that's the other problem with him he's a little insane which I think that happens with that shit if you don't deal with it you lose your fucking especially if you're creative too we already have these
0: yeah and at the level of fame he's at too it's very isolating it's very isolating yeah yeah yeah,
1: I just I, I get that part of it and that's what I'm saying like I you know don't
0: you have a way to get to him
1: I, I, well, you know it's funny. We do know the same fucking people, yeah. And maybe soon it will happen because I, I, I keep thinking about it. Like
0: I like I really want to just talk to him and like. It feels like a lot of people have had enough, and it, it see. I don't. There seems like he's got friends that they may say they're tired of it, but they'll show back up for him eventually. But, but how do we have a? But this is what I hate about our fucking
1: society. right? Yeah. we had enough of this rapper.
0: Yeah, venting.
1: And we let every politician of fucking news I mean, do what the fuck they want to do. Yeah. And we not up up at arms about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, well,
1: that's insane to me.
0: Well, yeah, because you feel powerless somehow.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. like, dude, we have a president
0: who yeah, that just don't give us a fuck. It's a monster. Like, it's a fucking disaster. <laughs> it's a fucking disaster every day. But you don't. Do you feel like you can do anything about it? And I think that's the other thing that Kanye compounded it with. It's like, why are you going to start aligning yourself with this monster that we have no control over? Yeah, it, it's it's. He's in a, but I see what you're saying though. Now I see you feel that self punishment drive. Yeah, yeah. That there's grief there, and he he feels guilty about something, so he's bringing it all down on himself, he, and he's creating other stuff to distract it. Uh huh. That's why he's taking on all, but this he shit. but he's also he's also making his fans and and everybody that had any love for him, you know, question him.
1: But that's why I that's is why that's why I think I feel like I'm different in a way when it's like as far as heart goes. This guy inspired the fuck out of me when a college dropout album came out. Just being from Chicago, yeah, I was like, yo, this dude made it. Yo, I can I can get I can make it too. Oh shit, yeah. Cause we saw yeah at the comedy club. We saw. Yeah, he made it, fam. Oh, shit. God, yeah. yeah, he's famous. Yeah. We all can get out of here. Yeah. And that's the first time I've ever felt like that. And because of that, I'd like applaud him. I'd like love that dude for that. Yeah. So when I see somebody hurting that I felt like inspired me like that, I don't want to see nothing crazy happen to him because we're doing this shit.
0: Right, right. Point. He's just yeah. talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> he
1: could say slavery didn't exist if he wanted to, but it don't change shit. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> yeah so why are we just debating with this motherfucker that said something stupid
0: <laughs> right you just we forgot
1: what we used to do to people that say shit stupid remember back in the day people say something stupid like all right this motherfucker's stupid yeah and you just you didn't listen to it right <laughs> <laughs> you didn't bring it back up
0: you're like all right that's so you're saying is. you got to look past it
1: just yeah. if you don't want to buy that man yeah. music or whatever the case may be do that shit like all this like i don't want to see somebody harm themselves that looks like they're hurting
0: right right yeah, well, hopefully, maybe you can get through to him, man.
1: I oh, hope, I mean, you know, we'll see. I I, don't, I keep bringing it, I brought it up twice already, but I, I feel, I, he's saying shit just like, because I watched both interviews. I, the, the one with Charlemagne was really good, and you could see, I I could see people's pain easily. Yeah. And uh, I think people are upset because they don't know themselves, too. Yeah, I'm a person. I know who the fuck I am. I I've been through the worst of it. When people are constantly looking for heroes, yeah, you making heroes out of people. I, I, and it's funny, ironically, me doing get out and they, you know, Jordan making me a hero. Yeah, you start to understand. That's why people are so happy. Oh my God, said, he, you're a hero. <laughs> yeah. All I did was pick him up. Yeah you know you know what i mean like yeah. we're searching for heroes so fucking so bad. bad
0: we want we want to be saved yeah
1: instead of like instead of you becoming a hero yeah yeah stop looking for somebody else to do this shit and i think that's where everybody be like i'm so fucking hurt he's hurting he ain't hurt me i mean like i'm more hurt that he looks like he's hurting
0: yeah right yeah 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 <laughs> you know what i mean yeah 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 yeah
1: and it yeah. happens to comedians though. i mean comedians have meltdowns i think that's what i think we've seen comics have meltdowns
0: yeah not as much as we used to i used to yeah it used to be it used to happen a lot <laughs> <laughs> back before cell phones could take pictures <laughs> there was always a dude losing his shit somewhere it still is though it's still like you know you still every
1: once in a while because i i keep myself i do keep a tight circle but every once in a while when you just hanging out at the comic club and yeah. you hear like the bitter conversations like <laughs>
0: I oh, mean off stage. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Yeah, it's yeah. like, what
1: the fuck? Like, sometimes when I go to Chicago and I hear comics say shit, like, yeah, yeah see, now what you got to do is, like, Yeah. Do, y- do y'all know? Y'all don't know what the fuck y'all talking about? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we did it, too, but you were working. You know, like, there's always been that guy. That's yeah. nothing new.
1: Yeah, but that's why, like, I've always least tried to keep myself around. I've always had a positive mindset about this shit. Yeah. And his friends I still have in his business that I don't talk to as much anymore because they haven't changed their,
0: yeah. their mindset. That's right. Right. They're still, they're still morbid or yeah. morose or cynical or bitter. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, but they must be, have people in their life that, that want to keep them that way. Cause I, I think so. yeah. Cause I was certainly more bitter and, uh, and I just needed to deal with it. Yeah. You know, to open up the, the heart a little bit. How do you get along with your ex and your kids? You all right? Well, yeah, we, I mean, so Brittany and Judah, which is, my daughter's nine,
1: my son is eight. Yeah. Uh, me and Verena, we good. I okay. mean, we, we, you know, we co-parents. It ain't, that's ever perfect in this shit. Yeah. Especially when you start making money. Right. Um, that That's what makes things harder. Sure, like, always, yeah. Money. Yeah. Um, and then Harlem, the little one, one year old, um, me and his mom, we're cool. I mean, he's yeah. trying to figure. It's such a weird situation, but he's such a beautiful kid. A beautiful kid.
0: you're not with her either? Not at all. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm a very single guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I can't wait to meet her, whoever this <laughs> fuck this is, so I can stop all this shit and just chill the fuck out. Yeah. Because I would love to settle again. I, yeah. I don't. It's so funny, too, because you, you know your homeboy's like, man, if I was you... Kid, I be out here like, yeah. for, you're not me." Okay, it's not that it don't it's not as easy yeah. as you think it is. It's out here, just slanging your dick everywhere, like you know what I mean. Like, and also no. that,
0: where does that go? I mean, it's like there's always part of your brain that wants that because it feels good, yeah. it's exciting, you know, new people. But like, where does it go? Nowhere. <laughs> <You> <laughs> it know? goes nowhere. It's like and I, it, I had to get real old to really realize that but it you, you know it's a real, if it's like drugs it's like anything else yeah it feels great but you know there's no free ride they're gonna yeah you, you're not you, you can't just go out there and do that and not be held accountable that's what's so interesting about being with somebody that
1: that gives you kind of peace in a way mm-hmm. right like come like literally like because not, not the more work i have to do now like the more responsibility i have mm-hmm I just wanna come home and like kinda of just talk to her about it, like, yeah, this is what happened today. How was your day? You know what I mean? Like sure. is, and yeah. just leave it at that. Right now it's just like it's so many different I don't remember what? Did yeah, you do nothing again? it's not grounded. Yeah, it's yeah. like Yeah. And there's so yeah, and then you're doing it's all work. It's all work. Yeah. I, I don't want I don't wanna keep doing that no more, man. I'm like it's yeah. so funny to get to that place now, but that's what I'm at with it. Like, I'm done, yo. I just wanna like I just want to. Cheat. I want to settle down, and I've been saying it more out loud lately, so it can happen. Maybe if manifest it, manifest man. Because yeah. it's like I'm. I've had
0: my fun, man. All right. Well, I, I well I, I'll keep. Uh, you know, with, well, you said it here. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe something <laughs> coming. Be getting some weird mail. I I mean, some sure.
1: Most of the women I date probably like, ah, oh, fuck real. Because <laughs> I like. I meet some amazing women. Like yeah. lately, I've met some great women, but yeah. like. To me, it's always something like, eh. Especially after you've been, I've been married before, so like. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's always
0: going to be something,
1: dude. I know, I'm glad you said. So it it has to be something that will make, it is something in me that, I need something that makes me feel bad. Yeah. Or makes me feel like I need to talk to you. And it's, it's been one woman that's been close to that, but it's like. <laughs>
0: You, the, no. what do you mean you need something that makes you feel bad
1: like like if i'm in a situation where i'm on a road yeah. and a bunch of badass chicks coming and yeah. i and, and i don't think about you right away
0: yeah I'm like oh come on man you uh, don't want to hurt her
1: right. if i don't have that shit it's not
0: gonna it's work not anymore. gonna work
1: <laughs> you know what i mean like it's not it's not it's just not gonna work like <laughs> you uh, need
0: to feel you to feel bad you, like, uh, like a guilty motherfucker you gotta you,
1: you gotta feel the guilt right away feel the guilt yeah. go in my room and Facetime her. Yeah. Right, right. right. I yeah. A, I a good what do tonight. I
0: stand to lose? Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's great talking to you, buddy. I'm glad we uh, we did this, man. We talked about a lot. We did. It was great, and uh, uh, continued success. And uh, I'm excited about. Uh, I hope the new show goes, and I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. Yeah, Uncle Drew, man. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Great. it out? June 29th. All right, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> Okay, that was me and Lil Rel Tauri. Very funny guy. Sweet guy. Kind of cool to hear that history about the Chicago comedy scene. Kanye. and It was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, vintage WTF posters are back in the Swag Store. Go to podswag.com slash WTF or go to the merch page of WTFpod.com. We've got five posters up there, all signed by me. Some of them limited edition. So there's that I'm gonna play a riff alright you know like even if you don't listen to the guitar part and even if it annoys you or even if it's like redundant Brendan makes some files and uses them later yeah so so that 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 happens despite you